The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jamie D and the Newt for episode number two. Big Newt. That's Big Chris Newton over there. I'm Jamie D'Amico. Newt, tell us what beats we lay down at the beginning of the show. I'll be more than happy to. Um, that's one of my uh, high school teammates, Ron Kemp. His rap name is Mr. Weeze. Uh, he was taken from us two years ago, Heart Failure. And it's off his uh, sophomore album, which was independent of Viked Out Entertainment, owned by one of my other high school teammates, Joe Johnson, that played 10 years with the New Orleans Saints. It's uh, The name of the album was Planet Pimpin'. And so, uh, yeah, he had a lot of good music. I'm glad we were able to uh, acknowledge him and uh, recognize his talents. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to have it. That's fantastic. It's good music, too. Like, the first time you played it for me, I was thinking, boy, that reminds me of Dre from the 90s. That is good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, man. He was very talented. So we've got a lot to cover today here on Jamie D and Big Newt. Um, it's been a packed week, hasn't it? Man, it's been crazy, man. And then we had college football yesterday. You had a slew of high school football on ESPN yesterday. It felt good to try to get some sort of normalcy to our lives, I tell you. It's incredible how close we are to the beginning of the season. And the Bills, for the first time, they had a fully dressed scrimmage. There is some news coming out of Orchard Park regarding the kickers. That seems to have settled itself uh, in the past week since our last show. And we're also going to talk about the people who we think are going to be breakout performers this year for the Buffalo Bills. But first, the news that has everybody talking right now, DraftKings came out with the over-under on wins for the Buffalo Bills, and they set that over-under at... Eight and a half. What do you think, buddy? Well, I, I look at it like, yeah, I can see that. I can see why Vegas would put us there. Um, my personal opinion is we should have over eight, eight and a half wins. We should have over nine wins. Um, and I think the fan voting that was on Buffalo Rumblings, it was 100% of fans of Bill's Mafia said that we better have over eight and a half wins is a hundred percent. So when you got a hundred percent of something, Jamie, that's saying you bet, not better, but you bet to have eight and a half wins. 
Okay, so looking at the schedule, man, I, I when, when I look at the schedule, man, I break it down in quarters. All right, so every four games, like you look at the schedule in four game increments, and I'm looking at the schedule this year, and, and it's much worse. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago, man. Our schedule was harder this year, but I fully expect us to still get ten wins. Okay, so the schedule we, is nasty this year. Yeah, it is. It's much, and last year we were a product of a very easy schedule. Yes. So let's look at it real quick. You got the Jets, Miami, Rams, and at Vegas. You got to win three or four of those games. Three out of four. I don't care which three, but you got to come out of there with three wins. The okay. next four games: Tennessee at Tennessee, Kansas City, Jets, New England. You got to win two of those games. So at that point, we'll be five and eight. The next four games is probably the hardest quarter of the season. You got Seattle at home, at Arizona, Chargers, at San Fran. You got to find two wins out of that for, uh, four, okay? And then the fourth quarter, and that will put us at seven wins. And then the fourth quarter, it lightens up. You got Pittsburgh, Denver, New England, Miami. You got to win three of those games. That will put us at 10 wins. How do we say that that portion of the schedule is easier? Well, the way I look at it, and, and I might be crazy for this, but the way I look at it is we beat Pittsburgh last year without Big Ben. They had the third-string quarterback. You got to yeah, find a dunk. way to beat Pittsburgh at home. All right? You got to go out to Denver. Denver got Drew Locke. He's a young quarterback. Our number five-ranked defense from last year has to figure out a way to uh, confuse the sophomore quarterback. Then you're at New England. You got to figure out a way to beat Cam Newton, okay? Right. And then Miami. So all four of those games would be winnable, but this is the NFL. I'm not crazy. Anything can happen. But you got to figure out a way to win three of those games. That's very realistic. And hopefully it's the New England game because I'm going to tell you, man, I, hey, I know last week I gushed over Brandon Bean. I said he's like Chick-fil-A. I depend on him. But yeah. when you're looking at the schedule, man, if we don't get 10 wins, Jamie, then now people are going to be looking at uh, McDermott and Bean kind of skeptical. Well, I, I got to tell you, though, with all the former Super Bowl teams over the past two years that are on the schedule this this year, I think eight and a half is almost dead on because I, I actually imagine the Bills losing more games than they did last year. And the reason for that is just their schedule is it's a landmine. It, everywhere you look, it are really good teams. So, okay, the Jets are, were a mess. Um, Miami, I think they're going to be better than they were. Uh, the Patriots are not going to be as bad as people think they're going to be. The only potential cakewalk I see there is Denver. And you don't even know, you know, at this point, you just, you, you don't know what a team is going to be. And there could be some good teams. I mean, Kansas City could fall all over themselves with their Super Bowl hangover. And that happens every year, right? You know, the, the team that wins takes right. a step back. But, oh, my God. Well, let's do like what my good one of my good friends, my high school quarterback, Marcus Manning. He's a centenary uh, college down in Louisiana. His favorite ad, he's the AD down there. And he always say, big new, let's peel the onion. So I'm saying you, Jamie D, Bills Mafia, let's peel the onion on this. Now, what I was saying about the New England series, Okay, if we lose in New England twice, let's let's just play hypothetical. All right. Sure. So if we lose in New England twice, that would be a catastrophe. If we don't win the division this year, 
that would almost be a catastrophe. We waited 20 years. Bill's Mafia has waited for 20 years for the GOAT to lead the division. The division is supposed to be ours this year. We have to figure out a way to get it done. And I and once again, I'll be ready to admit it. And I'm going to repeat this. I'm, I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan, okay? I'm giving him a fighting chance, but I'm not the biggest fan of his. You have to figure a way to beat Cam Newton. And if not, if we don't beat Cam Newton, now I'm looking at uh, Brandon Bean like you should have picked him up. And if you you should have picked him up <laughs> for the simple fact of not letting Belichick get him. See, I look at this as like life, okay? Your life is a summation of all the decisions you make, and that's parallel to sports, okay? Your success is nothing but all the decisions you make. And so people win because they make great decisions, and people fail because of the same thing. If Cam Newton, uh, if a, a, a guy that was on the scrap heap for eight months, no one wanted him, no one picked him up, if he comes in and win your division, that to me is like almost catastrophic. Sure. I I agree with that. Um, I don't think Buffalo was going to pick him up this year. You know, we talked about that way back in the day. It, it was like a season too soon because Josh Allen isn't quite established enough yet. And they didn't want to bring anybody in that was going to potentially splinter the locker room. So I, I understand that. I still at the same time, I think you got to do better than Matt Barkley. He was just atrocious when he was on the field exactly. in 2019. Uh, so I, I have no faith that Matt Barkley, if he were, say, Allen got hurt and he were on the field for four consecutive games, I can't see him winning three of those. I just I just don't think Matt Barkley has what it takes. Um, but I got to tell you, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's fair. That's a fair criticism. And once again, that's a decision that being made. I'm not saying that it's a misplaced decision. I understand. You didn't want to bring in Cam Newton to ruffle the feathers of your hopefully franchise quarterback. But that's looking at the positive note. But let me ask, ask you this, Jamie. What, yeah. if Josh, what if Josh Allen falters the first five or six games? Like, what if he stinks it up? Are you willing to stick with him the whole year? Because if you had Cam Newton in your uh, locker room, and once again, I'm not saying that Cam Newton would be better. We don't know. I'm just looking at worst-case scenarios, okay? I'm looking at doomsday scenarios. I don't want to see Cam Newton go to New England and win this division. Everyone thinks that we should win the division. My expectation is win the division. Just like, and once again, I was referencing Sal Capaccio. He said it. Okay, most of the time he's a homer, you know, but he said it. He was like, if we don't make the playoffs last year, that would be, yeah, that would be bad. And he stuck to that. We made the playoffs. I think we should make the playoffs again. And by saying that, that means that we could get 10 wins, win the division, okay, and we'll, that's the same winning total, win total of last year, but we're a better team because the schedule is much harder. Well, you know, I, obviously, if Josh Allen goes out there and shits the bed, I want them to have a quarterback that they could turn to and get some wins out of. Obviously, we agree that Matt Barkley isn't going to be that guy. He's just not that good. Right. And my God, that game against the Jets at the end of the season. Oh, jeez, That was atrocious. Anyway. Yep. The worst case scenario is Josh Allen gets hurt. And if he does, because he's so much better than what else the Bills have to put in, you can almost bet that they fall below that eight and a half wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, almost yeah. assuredly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. If he gets hurt, all bets off. 
But let's, I mean, once again, let's play scenarios out. What if Josh Allen plays the whole year and yeah. we only get seven wins? Okay. It's I'm possible. When I'm trying to say, and, and for that to be possible, so, okay, let's peel the onion. Why did we get seven wins? We got a great defense. We got a great running game. If you tell me right now that we only get seven wins, you're telling me that Josh Allen didn't get better with Stephon Diggs. That's what you're exactly. telling me. You're either telling me he got hurt or he didn't get better. And if he played all 16 games and he didn't get better, then now we got to go back to the drawing board. Now, Brandon Bean, you told me you was going to be able to develop this guy. And then you see Lamar Jackson doing what he's doing. You see uh, Patty uh, uh, Mahomes. You see he won a Super Bowl. Like, we could have had him. See, all you're going to hear all those things. Yeah. So, for us to stay on track, I feel like we have to win the division. That means knocking off the big, bad, giant uh, New England Patriots and get to that 10-win mark. Now, what could play in this favor is we only get eight or nine wins and the rest of the division sucks and we still win the division. That's possible. Sure. Okay? That's possible. But I think the magic number would be to get to 10 to secure the AFC East and uh, let's move on and hopefully get a home field uh, playoff game. And, you know, everybody in the division is playing a difficult schedule this year. It's not just the Bills. The entire division is playing the AFC West and the NFC West. And the NFC West is a freaking murderer's row this year. I expect the Cardinals to be vying for the playoffs. I, I think they're going to be good this year. Best um, division in football. Yeah, by far. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to show up in their records because they're going to be beating each other up over the course of the year. But anybody who they play outside of their division, I, they may well run the table. That all, all four teams in the NFC West may run the table outside of their division. Right. They're that good. I, I agree with you. This best division in football. Um, I just look at, once again, going back to Josh, I, I think the whole season, and I, and I said this the whole offseason, this season is the season of Josh Allen. Is, sure. he, is he the NFL top 100 player, or will we be looking in the draft for another quarterback? Will it be those running, uh, rumblings? You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. when Tyrod Taylor, once again, I'm always going to compare uh, Tyrod Taylor to Josh Allen, and I said it on, on here. He Josh, I mean, uh, Josh Allen has worked to to do before he's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor made a Pro Bowl with us. Yeah. Okay? So, and this and Josh Allen was a top 10 pick. Now, once again, I know y'all might think, oh, y'all, you just beating on our guy and all this. No, no, I'm down the line with it. And I, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. Last week, I was wrong about the kicking. We're going to get to that. I was wrong about Hoshka and uh, the kicking battle. We, I thought that we uh, keep him. We cut him a couple days later. So, I want to be wrong about Josh Allen, but the thing about it is when you're talking objectively, you got to be prepared to say, what if it doesn't work out? And that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Playing devil. Totally devil. fair. But now in the, in the positive Josh Allen category, we had that scrimmage last week on Thursday, which yep. was the bills number ones against the backups, both the offense and defense were playing against the number twos and threes. And I, I guess the the question I have coming off of that is, is fairly simple. You saw Josh Allen throw for over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns. They talked about how, how good he looked, how he's matured. The defense showed a, a tremendous pass rush. 
But what did we actually learn other than the starters are better than the backups? I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer, uh, but as a former football player, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. You're supposed to dominate the backups. I mean, if you don't, then it would be a problem. So I don't really take much out of it either way, even if he would have had a bad day. I mean, you're gonna I mean, nobody's perfect. So you're gonna have as a quarterback, once again, like I said last week, uh when we talked about uh the guard getting ran over, I mean when you when you're a two chipper chipper, sometimes your teeth get chipped. So you're gonna have good and bad days. I don't hang my hat on every throw he makes. But right. what I do expect for Josh Allen is I want it. my goal for him this year for for him to solidify himself as our franchise guy. And some people feel like he already has. I, I'm not that belief because once again, I'm comparing him to guys we could have had. All right, and Lamar Jackson was drafted after him. Now, is he better than Josh Rosen? Yeah, he's better than Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is one leg out the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Sam Sam Donald, we don't know yet. And it's uh, uh, your guy in Cleveland. Yeah, Mayfield. Mayfield. He's had three different coaches three years. Right, and his coach last year was, uh, was, was a joke. Yeah, so... I'm comparing him to guys we could have had. We could have had Lamar Jackson. Now, I'm not saying if Lamar Jackson came to Buffalo, he'd be Lamar Jackson because they have a great organization. They surround him with a lot of talent. So I'm not going to say that. But for me, in my mind, I think that Josh Allen has to be Pro Bowl. Like, I ain't saying he got to make a Pro Bowl, but he needs to, his name needs to be in that conversation. And so if you look at the 16 games – I, I mean, although he ran for 10 touchdowns, that's great. I need to see more in a passing game because he our passing game was ranked 26th in the league. I need sure. him to be – if he's a top 10 quarterback, he, uh, he was a top 10 draft pick, I need him to be at least in the middle of the NFL in passing. So here's what I took from the scrimmage. Okay. What I took from it is there's a couple of guys who performed probably – probably above their pay grade, like Brian Cox Jr. He might be making a a case for himself to take one of the final roster spots. Maybe even, um, you know, well, he'll probably end up on the practice squad as a result of what he did, but maybe he will even grab one of the last few roster spots. Um, But what it does, it, it concerns me because there's a couple of positions that the Bills have where if there's injuries, there's going to be a huge drop off in performance. That being cornerback, linebacker, and uh, I, I mean, maybe you could say, I, I, I don't know, but the, the ones that concern me are, are corner and linebacker. Okay. So I, I don't think you could take much from having a scrimmage, even though the coverage of it has been overwhelmingly positive. Last year, the Bills were insanely healthy. They were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, and they're probably going to regress back to the mean and have more injuries than they did last year. It's just right. the nature of the beast, right? Right. First of all, let, let me ask you this. When you were playing, did you ever have any injuries? Me personally? Yeah. As in Chris Newton? Uh, nothing serious. I never had surgery or anything. I pulled a hamstring right before my senior year. I hurt, dislocated shoulder junior year. Uh, but nothing, just things that kept me out for a few games, nothing too serious. Um, the only time I've had surgery, and this is a funny story, the only time <laughs> I've had surgery is 
two days, my freshman year in 91, two days before I was set to go home for Christmas break, I had a hernia in my testicle. And oh, so, God. and what happened was <laughs> I woke up two, two days before I was about to go back to St. Louis for Christmas. I woke up um, and one of my testicles, my right testicle was like the size of my fist. And I have big mitts. So my fist is pretty big. You have so big mitts. Up, I have big mitts. <laughs> okay. And so I, I get rushed to the emergency room and they said I had a hernia. So what happened was uh, one of the blood vessels going to my right testicle got tangled somehow. And it would cut off the circulation to my testicle and it blew up to the size of my fist. So they, you know, cut my sack and then untangled it and put a cast on my testicles. <laughs> You have a nut cast. <laughs> I have a nut cast, right? I'm glad you're laughing at my misery. I tell you, yeah, I really am. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if you all did this under Rochester, but you know, when we were younger, you know how you flick your buddy, you flick them on the, you know, the testicles. You know, and they go, oh, bend over. Maybe that was a football thing. I don't oh, know. the the bag tag, yeah, it, it renowned oh. amongst the meatheads amongst us. Okay. Awesome. So you know what I'm talking about. So they, you know, we used to play that or whatever. So once they got a low, everybody heard the story. Everybody, I'm talking everybody, was flipping <laughs> me in the testicles, dude. Felt the cast because they couldn't believe it, man. So, so like they they'd flick you and and then they would hear a exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and they just die laughing, dude. And I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> So, the, so this was your injury, but it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a playing injury. You well, would think that the separated shoulder would be like a major injury. No, that's not the one that got you. It's the one that happened somehow while you were sleeping. Well, I think what happened was it happened doing workout somehow. Maybe I shifted wrong or did something. So I do kind of chalk it up to playing, but yes, I woke up with it and yeah, it freaked me out, dude. So, okay, now we've covered your injury history. Yeah, that was <laughs> the time I went under the knife. Do you think the Bills have the depth to overcome injuries at most positions? Because it's going to happen every year. Every team is going to have injuries, sometimes multiple injuries, and they've got to deal with it. Playoff teams end up with injured players, and the next man up, he, he gets out there and he performs. Does Buffalo have that kind of depth? I would like to think that Brandon Bean built a roster that can withstand injuries except, like you already said, except for the uh, quarterback position. Sure. Um, I like our running backs, even though I'm, I'm reading that, well, Buffalo running said that, you know, the, the, the running back uh, competition is starting to heat up. But the fact, and we talked about Singletary last year, last week, what would get Zach Moss that number one job? And Devin Singletary has been putting it on the carpet a little bit too much. And we know he had that fumbling history last year. So right. now it's like, you know, a neck and neck. We talked about it last week. Now the competition's like neck and neck because he's been putting it on the carpet. But if one of our running backs go down, I feel like the running back uh, position is set. I feel like our receivers is set. The tight end posi uh, position set. Our offensive line, we got a couple good backups. So, sure. I mean, it comes down, once again, I can't say it enough. I'm going to probably talk about this every week, that we need the passing game to improve. And that's why we brought in Stephon uh, Diggs. 
so, and hopefully one of the young rookie wide receivers can get in there and make a uh, contribution. Yeah, I'd love to not. see Gabriel Davis hit the ground running. That Amen. that would be that would be an immense help, especially yeah. because he's a little bit of a different type of receiver than the other guys. It looks like he's been playing well, but I mean, it's kind of like preseason. I mean, can you really take what you do in preseason football and apply it to week one football? You well, know? you know, I we'll see. I, it's sort of like mini camp. You know how every year uh, there's stories coming out of mini camp about how great this player looks and how everybody's in the best shape of their life and everything yeah. else. It means nothing. And yeah. I'm almost equating to what we're hearing coming out of training camp to being like what we're getting during mini camp because it's very selective what people see and what they're allowed to report. I mean, God, Chris Brown was suspended for saying too much, um, right. that being the, the Buffalo Bills journalist. So yeah. I, I feel like right. a lot of this has to be taken with a grain of salt. If if they – and I want to talk about that real quick. If they suspended my man Chris Brown, what do you think they'll do to us if, they, if we say something wrong? Well, uh, since we're not employed by the team, I think we're safe. You think they'll stop us from coming into the stadium or – Anything like that, or do you think we're that important? I don't know. I don't know. We might be. I got about ten more Twitter followers this week, so (laughs) (laughs) you You know know what? I I long for the day that we are so important that our criticism gets us banned from a stadium somewhere. I I, I think we can get there. How awesome would that be? You got two big old security guys got me under the arms, and I'm like off my feet, like. Let me at him. Let me at him. You can't do that to me. Like, that'd be awesome. I I, I doubt that two guys are going to lift you off the ground, but I'm sure um, two very small security guards could lift me and throw me over the fence out of the stadium. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> actually, speaking of backups and and camp, in that scrimmage, only one kicker took snaps. And that was Tyler Bass. And we had talked about, you know, what's going to happen. And lo and behold, Stephen Hauschka ends up cut, sent his walking papers. And you, I, you said you weren't correct on it. I kind of thought this might happen, but we, we did predict that Hauschka would make the team. We did. I was wrong, man. So everybody can go to Twitter and say, yeah, you don't know. You're a dumbass. You, you don't know what you're talking about. And I had to eat it. I, I predicted that Hoskins would make it. And actually, Bass, I guess he listened to our show, man, because they said in the scrimmage he was, what, seven for seven? He had all his field goals. So maybe Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the – hey, sometimes competition. Maybe he don't have any competition. Now he's more comfortable. But he kicked well this weekend, so – But I got to I got to think that they were kind of neck and neck going through. But I think the investment of a draft pick as well as the future. And I'm trying to coin this uh, salary cap hygiene leading into next year. They wanted the two million dollars to roll over into the 2021 uh, salary cap. I think that had a lot to do with it. Salary cap hygiene. Yeah. Write it down and start using it. Hashtag. Dude, dude, yeah. we have to trademark that right now. <laughs> that means, no, because just think of all the things you can spin off that. Like, when your salary cap sucks, you can be like, your hygiene stinks. Like, your salary cap stinks. Like, your hygiene is off. 
Yeah, like like take a bath. Take a bath because it's stanky, and that's not good. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Oh, thank my you. God. I appreciate that. That is awesome. Salary cap hygiene. So we so have to now it up. that Stephen Hauschka is out on the street, and you know he's he's not getting paid. Um, if he needs it, would you loan him money? Oh, <laughs> I'm sure Hauschka got way more money than me. I'm in the negative, man. I went to college. Come on. Yeah, but seriously, like if he needed like a a grand, two or three grand, would would you give him a loan? He seems uh, like a good guy. I, I guess he'd be good. Well, no, no, you can't loan, man. Hold on, wait. The first rule of thumb is you never loan money to somebody unemployed. You got to have a uh, job. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he has to have a job before I give him a couple grand. How about that? You know, that makes perfect sense. Yep. So the other topic that we uh, that we want to cover tonight, that is uh, discussing the potential breakout performers that the Buffalo Bills could have this year. And it seems to happen every year or two that somebody on the team comes aboard and they really knock it out of the park. Back in 2016, the Bills signed Lorenzo Alexander to be a special teamer. And maybe maybe a special teams captain at the most. He ends up with 12 and a half sacks, makes the Pro Bowl, ends up making plays in the Pro Bowl, an interception, what have you. Last year, Jordan Phillips, eight and a half sacks, nine and a half sacks, coming completely out of nowhere after never having more than one and a half in a season. He ends up making making himself a ton of money getting signed by the Arizona Cardinals this past year to play defensive tackle. So who Big Newt, do you think could be a breakout performer this year for the Buffalo Bills, and how are they going to get there? All right, so I'm looking at it like sleepers, right? And I broke it into two categories. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not trying to whiff or, or dodge the question, but this is what the Newtsters thinking right now. I want to acknowledge Matt Milano as a Pro Bowl type player. Yes, he's my sleeper to make the Pro Bowl. So that means if we have another top five defense again this year, I'm saying that Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano both make get Pro Bowl nods. Now, if you talk about like a sleeper, so that's that's a guy who I think didn't do maybe much last year and breakout guy this year. It comes down to two people for me: Harrison Phillips, who got hurt early in the year last year. I think the Giants game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's set for a breakout year and Dawson Knox, who you tweeted about a couple of weeks ago. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a monster. Okay, he runs guys over. He's violent. His hands are heavy. I, it's going to be one of those two. And because Dawson Knox had that wonderful run last year where he ran over guys. and oh, I Against Cincinnati. Yeah, against the Bengals. Okay, I'm going with Dawson Knox. Okay. Those are excellent choices. Now, I'm thinking that based on the examples that I gave, which was Jordan Phillips and and the Lorax, Lorenzo Alexander, mm-hmm. getting sacks seems to be the way to get people's attention. Okay. Sacks uh, on the defensive side, interceptions on the defensive side, and then on the offensive side, racking up big numbers usually not as much in the touchdown uh department but yardage that has a lot to do with it so for me i think the breakout performer this year is going to be quentin jefferson 
the newly signed defensive lineman who came in from Seattle. I think that that guy, who he has the ability to stay on the field because he can play multiple positions, both defensive tackle and defensive end. And also what I'm hearing is he's incredibly refined. And I think when you combine the being on the field with the new defensive lineman, Eric Washington, who they're raving about and his, his dedication to getting to the quarterback, I think this is the guy who could come up with nine sacks this year and get on the national radar very easily that way. Thoughts? Hey, man, I can see that. I can see that, man. I, I wouldn't argue that. Uh, and that would be wonderful, man. I will If that happens, that will make our D-line rotation so, so good. Absolutely. If, if Oliver does what we think he's supposed to do, Trip Murphy, if he can give us something on the outside, Jerry Hughes, I mean, he's going to do what he do. That will give us a nice tandem up front. So here's the, the other one I'm thinking of. Now, I don't foresee him getting on the field unless something unusual happens, but it it does occur. But I think you're going to find ways – or I think the defensive coaching staff is going to find ways of getting Jaquan Johnson on the field because he has excellent instincts. Now, if he could show that he can do anything at all on special teams, he may end up being on the active roster come game day. But I think that this is the guy who may end up pulling down interceptions by being in the right place at the right time because he's a very instinctual player. And if there is an injury to, say, Micah Hyde, Jaquan Johnson playing the center field position, he has a chance of making a name for himself by putting up the interception numbers. And over on the offensive side, I'm 100% with you. I think Dawson Knox, if he can get rid of the dropsies that he had last year, and oh my God, did he have a terrible drop percentage. If he gets rid of that, you're looking at a guy who's going to make a big name for himself in this upcoming season. I I 100% agree with you on him. I think with Knox also, I mean, the more reps he gets, the older he gets, the smarter he get coached up. You got to realize he played like quarterback or something. Didn't he play quarterback? Or I mean, he just in high school. In. Yeah, I mean, so he don't have too many years at that position. So as he gets seasoned and he gets coached up, I could see that happening. So we just got to give him a little bit more time, you know. But he showed flashes. That's That's the key. You know what I'm saying? So that's that makes me optimistic that he could get there. He's a tremendous athlete. He just needs to be a little bit more refined. And they say that his blocking has come a long way. And when it comes to re- receiving and the drops that he had, his problem was very clear. He Every time he dropped the ball, he was taking his eye off of it to look upfield. And to me, that tells me that the game is still moving a little fast for him. Right. But in your second year, things start to slow down a little bit. You know, he's going to be more confident and he's going to look the ball into his hands and then have the confidence to turn upfield and feel like, okay, there's not a defender about to take my head off. I don't have to run for, you know, 20 yards in order for this play to be a success. I could just catch it. Pete Metzelars. Remember Pete Metzelars? I do. He made a career out of catching the ball and being tackled immediately. (laughs) <laughs> and he's one of the best tight ends in Bill's history. He is. You're certainly right, man. I totally agree. And once again, I think he could get there. So if somebody wants to talk to us a little bit more about what's going on, how would they get a hold of you on Twitter, my man? I'm at, at 
big underscore newt. And uh, yeah, let's get Tim Moore this week, man. I tell you, man, people reached out to me. I had a guy talk about the Cato diet. He lost like 50 pounds and, you know, I engaged with him a little bit. So it's awesome, man. I, I'm really enjoying the following, man. And I, oh, that, love, I love talking Bills football. So That's right. You're down 30 pounds, right? Yes, but like I said, I'm headed to Missouri, so I don't know what's going to happen this week, so we'll see. <laughs> going to hang out, watch some sports with your dad in the, uh, you call it the Boom Boom Room. Why do you, why do you call it that? You, is Ray's Boom Boom Room. My dad's name is Ray Newton. Yeah. Okay, so it's Ray's Boom Boom Room that came from uh, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie. Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, uh Oh, yeah, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights, thank you. Thank you. I'm getting old. Uh Harlem Nights. So you remember he was telling the story about Ray's Boom Boom Room. So that's what Oh we my survived. god. I that's totally forgot about that great pull. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we got it. So it's always been Ray's Boom Boom Room. So he don't leave. He got the little back room cuz you know my dad is uh, one of few people still smoking cigarettes. So uh oh. he smoked cigarettes. My mom's not having it in the front part of the house. So he got his boom, boom room where, you know, he got his easy boy chair, his big screen TV, got his bar. And, uh, yeah, if you want to talk to him, you got to go back in the Braves boom, boom room and he'll smoke you out and have you coughing, but hey, <laughs> fun. And we drink a uh, little, you know, crown. his drink of choice is crown Royal. So I'm sure I'll be on that this week. Well, everybody, Go to Twitter right now and uh, talk to talk to Big Newt about your Boom Boom Room, and uh, maybe we can compare notes. Send some pictures. I'd like to see what what everybody's pictures look like of their their man cave, or in this case, Ray's Boom Boom Room. I'm at the Jamie D'Amico, and I'm so glad that you guys listened. And looking forward to next week too, because we're gonna have more to talk about. Big Newt, this is freaking fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to do this for a full season two more weeks man hopefully we can play football so let yesterday is going off without a hitch uh that gives me promise that we could kick off uh in less than two weeks absolutely nobody circles the wagons like we do here on jamie d and big newt thanks for listening guys hey, hey, hey. <laughs>